Hello and welcome to the Mount Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure on this Friday, October 13th, to welcome a guest to the podcast. Today we have reading for us Barbara Morgan. Barbara has been with Mount Brook Baptist on staff in some capacity since 1983. And most recently, she's come to be on staff um, during Amy Hirsch's maternity leave in the pastor's office. And we have loved having Barbara back around. So we're so grateful. She and I'll talk a little more about that at the end of the podcast after she reads God's word for us today. Thank you, Barbara, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mary. I'm going to be reading from the Bible, Matthew 23, verses 13 through 39. And um, Jesus is speaking, and he's not very happy. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind gods. You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on it, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred. Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it, and he who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind gods, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say... 
if we had lived in the days of our forefathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of the sin of your forefathers. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I tell you the truth, all this will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now I'm going to read from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thank you so much, Barbara, for joining the podcast and for reading for us today. I want to hear a little bit about you. Tell me about where you grew up and how you met Ken. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. I actually grew up in the suburbs of Metairie. Moved there at a young age. I was born into a Christian family. My dad was raised Lutheran, and my mother, I guess, more Methodist. I was baptized as an infant at an evangelical church that my grandmother went to on my father's side. And I made a com- my confirmation in an evangelical church out in Metairie, where we lived, when I was in eighth grade. I met Ken when I was um, a senior in high school. And he had graduated, going off to college, and we started dating. And um, dated for about four years, and then we got married, and a few years later, we had Ross, our son. 
and he was born here in Birmingham, Alabama. And he graduated from Mountain Brook High School, went on to the University of Alabama, and ended up in England through going to school in Europe. About two years ago, we had a grandson, Lewin, and um, he has brought a lot of joy to our life. Oh, I want to talk about this. What is your favorite part of being a grandparent? I think our favorite part is um, having the time to really watch him develop. You know, what the things he's learning, the stuff he's putting together, how you could almost see his little mind working while he's playing with toys or running in the backyard or just being involved in the world. It's been a pleasure to do that. I love to see videos of Lewin, and I got to meet him a couple of months back. But tell me what he has done recently. Oh, he's so funny. And Catalina sends us some of the best videos. And the one thing he really likes to do is go to the grocery store. And she has sent a video. It's a handheld a basket that you can pick up at the grocery store. We have them here, too. Well, he's not big enough to carry it. So he puts it on the ground, and he pushes that basket as she puts stuff in it all the way to the cashier. Well, he's very helpful. <laughs> yes, he is very, very helpful. So you retired back in 2022. What month? In July. In July, July. of that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've enjoyed that retirement, but we've called you back because Amy was on maternity leave, and we have loved having you back in the office. I want to hear how it's been for you. What's your favorite part of the job, and what have you enjoyed about being back here at the church? My favorite part of the job, I think, is having a project that you complete And you get to check it off your list. (laughs) (laughs) You love to check off the list. Well, I know everyone has enjoyed seeing you. Have you enjoyed getting to see everybody? Yes, I have enjoyed catching up with the staff, seeing what they've done in the past year. And I've enjoyed meeting the new staff people and also catching up with the members. I have enjoyed that very much. I'd like to learn a little more about your personality. What would you say is your personality and what do you like to do for fun? I think my personality might be shy and mild-mannered. And um, I'm pretty passionate about the things that I love. What are some of the fun things that you like to do? Well, in retirement, we were, you know, thinking about traveling more. And um, I love being with family and friends. I love walks with Ken, and I enjoy sewing. I've been doing some quilting. I say sewing, but a lot of times I think I enjoy more collecting the fabric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Barbara, you're being very humble because Barbara has made tons of quilts for all the babies around her. And so I want you to talk a little bit about how you got into quilting. Well, I have, I've been sewing my whole life. You know, like when I was a kid, my grandmother, you know, she had one of those sewing machines that you pedaled the um, foot 
you know, back and forth, old singer sewing machine, and she would let us play on it. So, you know, we start out, my sister and I, started out making clothes for our dolls. And really, quilting, I really didn't start doing it until after the 80s, I guess, sometime in that time, when I wanted to make one for my bed, my own bed. That was a real chore, so large and big. Then I decided I'm going to make throws, you know, <laughs> something in a, a size that I could maneuver much easier. And I do it all on the sewing machine. You know, I don't do any hand quilting. Well, but you do put a little signature on each quilt. What is your signature? Made especially for you by Barbara Morgan. And on some of them, at least on one that I have, it has a picture of a bumblebee, Be- correct? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do a fabric. I had a fabric that had a bumblebee on it. Or I really like a fleur-de-lis, you know, mm-hmm. because of the saints mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Oh, tell me more about that. Are you a saints fan? Definitely. We're born in New Orleans. You have to be a Saints fan. If not, you might as well pack up and (laughs) move somewhere else. (laughs) And the bumblebee, make that connection for us. Yes. Bumblebee comes from the swans. (laughs) (laughs) They started calling me bee. One thing that Barbara and I share in common is our love for chocolate. I know the way to Barbara's heart is chocolate, but talk to me a little bit about your favorite dessert. Well, if it's chocolate, it tends to be my favorite dessert. (laughs) But there is a cake in New Orleans called Dobege cake. It's like eight layers of little thin cake layered with a cream in the middle and a ganache top on the top of it. I would... I have to say that's maybe one of my favorite desserts. Well, I think you need to bring it (laughs) to us so that we can try it. Barbara introduced me to a muffaletta or muffalata. How do you say Muffalata. We say muffalata. Okay. And in New Orleans, where's the best place to get a muffalata? Well, we used to love Central Grocery Store. That's in the French Quarter. And you can find them in other places outside of the city of New Orleans, like out in the suburbs, out in Metairie. There's a grocery store called Dornax, and you can um, get little mini ones. Is that where you got mine? Yes. Oh, yes. That was super delicious. <laughs> you mentioned a little about your journey of faith earlier. Tell me a little bit more about where you worship and, and how you work out your faith. All right, we're members at Lutheran Church of Vestavia Hills. And during COVID, when everything shut down and we quit going to church in person and we started watching it on TV, we kind of continue that a lot more than maybe we should now. But when I watch it on the computer, my church there starts at 10.30, so I get to see my pastor preach, go through when he does his sermon, and then I flip over <laughs> to the contemporary worship here at Mountain Brook Baptist Church, and I listen to Wayne preach. So you get so, to double dip a little yes, bit. Yes, and a lot of times I find out they're on the same subject for the day, so I get a double dose. <laughs> the Lord is really working on you if he's giving you two messages Maybe. on the same topic, oh. right? 
Barbara, do you have some favorite verses or verses that you come back to that just encourage you in the faith? Yes, yes. I tend to um, go for shorter ones because I guess they're easier to remember for me. My first one is 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. Just that one, two words, just those two words throughout the day. Keep you going. And then um, I've always loved the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and with your mind. Sometimes I have forgotten that part, with all your mind, but definitely your heart and soul. But Pastor preached on that you need to remember your mind, that you remember. And then I found that it's in all of the Gospels of the Bible. You can find that verse in different locations. I mentioned earlier that you've been on staff with us in some capacity since 1983, and it's been a lot of different things. So I want Mm -hmm. you to tell us the different ministry areas where you have served. Well, I had moved to the neighborhood. I moved two blocks from the church, and and Ross was two years old. And I was thinking, well, where can I take him, you know, with me? And see, I didn't know anybody really, but for some reason, I must have called over at the church, and they had an exercise class going on, and they offered child care. So Ross and I ventured over to the church a couple of days a week, and I went to exercise, and he was with Miss Mary, Miss Edna, and Miss Martha, the three of them, sitting in their little rocking chairs, and they watched the children. And I was introduced to the half-day program and the kindergarten program where I worked several years. And through, you know, just changes in life, I was looking for more of a full-time job. And I came on staff with the church office. And from there, I worked with a lot of the different ministers. I was about to say, you've worked in a lot of different ministries and through the years with a lot of different people. Yes, that's Correct. And so yeah. you, you worked in the CLC, and then you worked with family ministries, ministries. which would have been, you, you know, working as an administrator mm-hmm. for the youth and for families. And, and outreach with um, Lindy Martin. And yeah. right, then I moved over to be a pastor's administrator. And I was Wayne's for seven months. And then you retired in 2022, but we've called you back. As you think about Mountain Brook Baptist, I wonder what a hope that you might have for us as a congregation is? I think my hope would be a lot of continuing things, you know, like continuing to preach the Word of God and continuing to have friendly open doors to everyone and always pointing people to the cross. On that note, would you end our time together with prayer? Yes. Thank you, dear Lord, for this day. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough for who you are, for all that you do, for all that you have given. Help us to set our heart, mind, and soul on you. Renew our spirits. Fill us with your peace and joy. 
We love you and need you this day and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.